clip. That's what. What's the idea? What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the big idea, Egghead? What's the big idea? Welcome back to What's the Big Idea. Today on the show, we have Lauren Zander. So Lauren Zander is someone that I have immense respect for and someone that I have personally learned a great deal from. So she's been uh, my coach for more than five years. Uh, She's now turned into the godmother of our child and one of our best friends. Uh, But most importantly, she's the founder of the Handel Group. And the Handel Group is one of the uh, leading leadership and life coaching organizations uh, in the world. So they have uh, hundreds of coaches working underneath them. They have an online portal called InnerU, which has just systemized their Handel method to make it more accessible around the world. She teaches at universities uh, like Stanford. She coaches celebrities like Hugh Jackman. Uh, But today we focus on her big idea, which is all about how to stop lying. And when I say lying, like that is really just the surface of the value that she adds in this conversation. But understanding where are you lying with yourself, in your relationships, with your dreams, and really what you want for your health, for your career, for your business. Uh, So she's a master of this. She does not just get philosophical. She gets practical. Uh, One of my favorite ones to date. I know you're going to love it. So without further ado, Lauren Zander. All right, so I am sitting here with one of my favorite people on the planet who also happens to be the godmother of our son, Hero, mm. none other than Lauren Zander. Woohoo! Hi, Lauren. And she just got a great new haircut. She looks super cute right now. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel liberated. I cut it off. How much did you cut off? All of it. But how, like, how many inches? For people I haven't can't... seen this haircut since I was a little punker at 14 dating like the original first love of my life oh, amazing it's hysterical look- I, i'm back in the 80s too just in case anybody wonders no one remembers flock of seagulls and the first videos of mtv but i do and i'm like i'm back no if one you, remembers the 80s if you throw a little bit of product in there like you could really jazz that thing oh up. the whole thing is you a could whole really new go there reality. if you wanted to i'm on i'm 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 i feel free well, guys, so I'm, I want to dig right into it because I've got an hour with this incredible human being and she is uh, a fountain of wisdom and has been one of the most influential teachers in my life. And, um, you know, to give a little bit of context, Lauren, how do you answer the question, what do you do? I really have to stick with I am a life coach and I love an executive life coach, too, and an educator. I'm a teacher. But I stick with life coach because I um, was one of the original, no one knew what the fuck a life coach was back in the day. And I really mean a long time ago, right? Where I was promoted, like I was one, right? And everyone was, what is that, right? And so now it's actually something. So I think it's pretty great. So I still say I am one of those. And how do you explain, so life coach is such kind of an ambiguous term. So for you, what does it mean to occupy that space for people? So I, you know, my, my new favorite tagline is I, um, I teach people to human better, mm. like to be great humans, and that humaning is a verb and how to be a great human, right? So I am in love with humans, mm. and I have developed an entire process for how to look at being alive, 
and how to engage in one's life in a way that makes life worth living. And then I say this one other fun line that I've been saying forever, which is, Lauren, what do you do for a living? Oh, I am rebranding, repackaging, remarketing the soul to itself. Because <laughs> I am not convinced the fucking, no that, like the soul doesn't even know it's here fully, fully, fully. And so I want to like hit that up. And so you talked about flock of seagulls, hunker Lauren Zander. <laughs> so how do we get from that haircut to this badass woman who sits in front of me today? And what what drew you to this work? And ultimately, like, why is it what you feel you just need to do on Earth? Um, so I was an environmentalist, like I really was. Like uh, so back when you know. So I'm 49, right? And I I'm enjoying being my age and heading for 50. Um, but back in my day, right, which was 89, I was an environmental studies major. And it was like, save the planet. No one cares. No one sees it. No one sees the trees. Oh, my God. Right. And then um, I started working in the field, got a job at the United Nations Global Environment Facility. Like I was like a hustler for the environment. And the more I hustled for the environment, the more I hated the human. Mm. And then I realized the trees are fine. It's the human that doesn't see the trees. That's the mm. real problem. And that I was working on the entire wrong thing. Right. And then that was the beginning of pioneer. Like who's in the self. And that was the beginning of me like looking into self-help. And what, what in God's name was there. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot there. Yeah. Not a lot. Talk about a lacking saturated market. It's coming. Right. Like the thing is coming now. Right. But it's still like, you know, it's the age of Aquarius. It's, it's rolling out now. What does the age of Aquarius mean? So if there's like, you know, so I'm not truly into astrology and I, <laughs> I like pick from every damn thing that I like. Oh, this is cool. Right. So from like, so there's thousand year blocks. Yeah. Right. And then there's like ruled by Pisces that thousand years. Right. <laughs> so there really is. The age of Aquarius is what started, I don't even know when, see how embarrassing I am? But, you know, I originally got the concept from the play Hair, Okay. right? And, and I was born in the 70s, which was really when that all took off. And so it's, it's all about the age of awareness mm. and the age of Aquarius and women and lots of things changing, which was always predicted for this time. Right? We're supposed to be this screwed up and we're supposed to start truly fixing it. It's yeah. the age of awareness. Yeah. You know, I was about to ask you, so what's the dream if all this goes right? And then I was like, you know what? I feel like that's probably going to be like a nice segue actually into like what is the big idea that you want to focus on? So as we talked about, yeah. the purpose of the show yeah. is to bring people who I really respect and admire on and to talk about a single idea or piece of insight that they wish more people could integrate into their life. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about that, <laughs> as I see you like lighting up across the table, <laughs> what, what is your big idea? Wow. So I, 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 I would like to end the need to lie on planet earth. Like human beings really defend and live and don't even know they're living under a world of needing to lie and they're liars and science have, has even proven that a human being lies 11 times a day and if i went to every last damn human being and said what were your 11 lies yesterday everyone's like who me not i i don't lie right and then i would be like okay let's sit down and let's find all your lies and then we would find way more than 11 
right? And I think that's sexy and hot. Right, like I think that is so exciting because that's how we set ourselves free. The more you can tell the truth, the more you can be free and be true to yourself. But no one is really going after that subject, like hardcore, let alone all the lies you ever told that keep you in a continuum of the same being that was that person. Like if you ever wanna truly change, but you never change who you fundamentally were, Mm and you're still carrying all those lies, that voice in your head is always managing your persona. The persona dates back to why you lie to your mother. Like, oh my God, it will unravel, it unravels the whole kit and caboodle as fast as you, you can't even imagine how quickly it changes your life. And so that's my, like, I could go crazy and foam at the mouth for it. So, so let's make it real. So, because if people are listening there and they're like, okay, like maybe I lied to my boss about why I took off work last week, but when you start to work with somebody mm. and you're like, where, where's the shit? Like, where have you been lying? Mm. Where do we start? So there, I make you make a list. Like I make you deal with all the ways we, including me, yeah. lie. I mean, the truth is once you figure out how you lie, that's your brand, like your brands of the ways you lie and then why you lie and then where you even got it from, your mom or your dad and all the lies. And then once you really clean up that pile, it changes you forever. And define define lie within your Lie group. is, so I have seven different types of lies. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> because a human being, like, what do you mean? You just mean like, I was at the movies. No, I was with that girl. Yeah. That's a lie, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's that's an like a big lie. Like I have nicknames for all of these because I want a person to stop feeling so much shame mm. that we're all a bunch of liars, right? Like, do we poop? Yes. Do we lie? Yes. I'd like it to be right next to that. Mm. So there is white lies. You look great, but the thought in your head is, I think you look old, right? Like, or you gained five pounds. What happened on that trip to Italy, right? Like the real thought in your head says one thing, but what comes out of your mouth is social grease. White liar, Mm. right? Make someone feel better. Oh, I thought the report was great. Yeah. And you're like, no wonder you had to stay late. Okay. So that is a white lie. Yeah. Then there is over-exaggerating and under-exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Right, like, oh yeah, I, I did good. I got, I got a bonus. Yeah, what? That's amazing. Yeah. Right, or exaggerating, like, oh my god, it was the best party. So it could be small or big, but it still makes you fake. Yeah. Right, like, why are you even saying it that way? Why isn't your life as is true and good enough? So what happens is, is we lie, like I'll keep going, but what happens is, is we say these freaking things to make other people happy with us, to make other, like our story sound better, to make people feel good. But what's really happening is we're all full of shit hmm. in just the littlest way or some way. Then you get to the big ones, right? Here are the big ones. Withholding information. Everyone goes, it's my secret. I have the right not to tell you. What fake orgasm? What? What? I, like, I, right, I don't want to tell you you gained 10 pounds and I don't think you're as hot as you used to be. Like everything we're not allowed to say and we're withholding in the name of secrets and not hurting people. Okay? So those are withholding information. Mm-hmm. 
that's like you never have to clean it up with your parents all the shit you did in high school and we'll circle back to <laughs> what happens when you actually don't withhold and like <laughs> how it's already impacting and fucking up your shit it's it's really awesome then there really are your your like I cheated, never told, right? Your big lies. Yeah. And you even were asked, right? Like, what, I wasn't high, right? Like, so big, 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 big lies yeah. where you feel guilty, but you're going to the grave with them, Yeah. okay? And then there also is the, what? The misrepresenting something. I loved that book. Yeah, you read four pages and you just said, I loved that book. You didn't lie, lie. But if you ask the person, did you really tell the truth in that moment? No. So I'm going after all of those things yeah. in, a, in, in a human trying to people please and make people feel better and hide the true self. And so like I want to focus on some of the bigger ones and maybe, maybe all of them. But, you know, the ones that, that come up that I, I feel like if I'm empathizing with the audience right now and I'm thinking mm. to myself, mm. well, there's that there's that thing that I just. I can't tell my wife, you know, mm-hmm. it's like whether that's like maybe infidelity mm. or whether that's like you're at a business mm. and it's like you fucked up something on a report and are about to lose a client and you feel like, well, I just can't be honest about that. What do you say to the person that has that reason in their head that validates the lie that's keeping them in that place? What do I say to that? Yeah. Like, what do you say to them? To the person like, how do you help people work? Because everyone's got a reason why they're not lying, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the whole world feels like has an experience of the imposter, like the imposter, right? So why I feel like an imposter, no matter how much kudos I got, no matter how successful I am, Mm. right? And what's really going on is you're a liar and you're a fake and you never get over that you're a liar and a fake. So you always feel like an imposter. And then the next thing people go... I, I don't feel confident no matter how much I'm out there and doing something about like, where's my confidence? And I'm like, confidence is a verb, not a noun. Mm. You can't have confidence like you have a chair. Confidence comes from self-respect, self-love. Now, let me let, like, are you okay that if liars don't have self-love? Like, do you understand if you like dig down in and like, oh, you're lying, do you deserve to feel confident? And you'd be like, fuck no, you don't deserve that shit. You like only feel confident. So I can start to sell, deeply sell, why telling the truth is the greatest act of love to the self and to the other person, right? Like, and just so you know, everybody, I know this is really hard to believe, but if you're a liar, so are they, right? You're like, who doesn't have the list, Lauren? And I'm like, and then there's one more kicker, which is birds of a feather flock together. No shit. Birds of a feather flock together. So you're like, you mean the type of ways I lie are also the type of ways they lie? It may not be verbatim, but like level? Yes. Right. I was, um, my, a client of mine who is in a big VC, Mm-hmm. Right. And funding big, big companies went, had a big dinner and I help people curate conversations very like you. Um, yeah, you. Uh, but the question that went around the table was, how did you lie in your deck? Right. Like, how did you present like how, like tell your best lie when you were presenting to raise money i get i just got like a pit in my stomach of like thinking about like where i maybe exaggerated like a little bit. 
right? So it's it's like it's it wasn't a question whether those twelve people did. It wasn't. It was like, what one are you going to tell, right? How did you misrepresent just a little or big, yeah. right? And these were people who beyond already made it, right? Like like okay, you guys, like if you can't tell who who right, like this is epic, right? But so lying is pervasive and no one's dealing with it. And then I make my final joke is, where's the lying section in the bookstore? Like, where is it? Right, it like doesn't even have its own area, but if you go, why do marriages fall apart? Why do, why do countries fall apart? Why do, why do relationships fall apart? And everyone would go, it's the lying. Mm. It's the can't tell the truth. It's the don't know each other from the truth's perspective. And then what also happens is the individual, if you're capable of lying, and now you've been lying, now it's 10 years, now it's 20 years, now it's 30 years, right? Do you think you know yourself over that much time? Like, you lose your actual voice of knowing yourself because you're so busy posturing to please people. So how do we distinguish between the idea of being honest, mm. telling the truth, mm. and like, word vomit of like you know <laughs> yes. what i mean but it's like yes. but it's like so if i if i'm in a room of people and yes. and it's like hi my name is andrew i uh, i have social anxiety you know it's like do i need to oh everybody i swear to god that still would be the cutest freaking thing you know ever. but but whatever but whatever <laughs> it is if like or if you see some like if you see an attractive person and you're like hi like i think that your boobs look really amazing like that's right. that's a, an authentic thought that i just had right and it's telling the truth yes. but and then it's like how do we distinguish between like a truth that deserves to be yes. told versus just, you know, like the, too much the, fi information. the fire hose of everything. Yeah. <laughs> too much information or you'll get sued. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, first of all, follow the laws. Okay. Yeah. Right. Unwanted attention, <laughs> unwanted attention, especially in this climate. Yeah. Will get you in a lot of trouble. Sure. So follow the law. Yeah. Deal. Okay. Now assume you're following the laws. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am not telling a person to lose their commitment to kindness. Yeah. And learning how to tell the truth without hurting someone or messing with them is really an art hmm. of communication, which is, which is like a road to go on, right? A true road of like, well, that didn't work. Oh, I tried that. How do you like? So when I finally convince a person to tell the truth, and you show them that they're lying, right? And yeah. then they get all the ways they lie. The next whole round of like my my coaching court, like if you go take interview, if you go, it like lays out all the ways we lie, and then all the ways to frame how to tell the truth without hurting the other person at all. So I am not into authenticity means puke on them and screw you, you look fat. Mm -hmm. Right? It, it's not about that. It's so it starts to have you one, stop having thoughts you don't want to have to confess because you're a jerk. Right? Like, really? Are you gonna stare at every boob that walked by? And then like, like, maybe it's you. Yeah. Right? And maybe it's your eyes looking and maybe you want to be a different human. Hmm. Because if you're telling the truth, you don't like that truth. It makes you a bit of a creep, sure. <laughs> right? right? So it, until you're at the cent that epicenter, you can't even begin to design who you want to be and what you want to be thinking or doing. So the point is not either or. It just starts to get you access to who are you. 
Yeah. And who do you want to be? And what do you want to think about? And what is that inner dialogue doing? And why are you masking so much shit to please who? And so you just, you said something that I, you said that telling the truth is an art. Mm. And so if you were to distill just that, so if some people have like latched on to mm. a place where they're lying in their mm. relationship to themselves, mm. whatever it might be, what is, what is the art of telling the truth without hurting people, without, you know, just acting selfishly of like, how do we, how do we start to do that? So I will tell a true story about an awesome, oh, oh. so one of the things I also teach is that when you tell the when you tell what's going on in your head, mm. you can for the, so watch this property, right? So I do this kind of shtick on what creates reality. If you smell it, it's real, taste it, it's real, like, right? Like senses create reality. We even know there's x-rays, so even if you can't see it, it could be real. Watch how humans create reality. Ready? If I can't tell you I think something, it must be true. Can you say it one more time? If I can't tell you I think something, it must be true. You got that? So if I tell you, if I can't tell you I don't like your shirt, it's because your shirt's really ugly. So I literally validate my thinking by hiding my truth. And then it creates reality. Sure. Okay. So now I'm going to tell a funny story. So once upon a time, true, I was in college and a guy was on me. Okay, he was on me. And he was trying to date me. And he was actually a great man. But he was not as tall as I like him. I didn't like his hair. And when he got a shadow, you know, his hair grew in. It was a mustache. Not my thing. And then even weirder, he had two different color eyes. He had a green and a blue eye. Now, some people might like that, but I thought of my cat. (laughs) Okay? And so his his name's Osmond. I loved Osmond. We're still dear friends. But um, so Osmond was like... Tell me, every, like, why won't you date me? Come on. Like, we're great. And I'm like, I'm so, so here's how you tell the truth. I'm like, Osman, I'm really shallow. I'm such a jerk. And if I told you why I don't want to date you, I would be humiliated and you may never be my friend again, right? I like really like you. And he's like, do you think I can't imagine what you could say, Lauren? And I'm like, really? And he's like, say it. And I, I was like, okay, you have two different color eyes. Your hair's kind of really curly. And when it lands, it looks like a pube. And then, um, and then you have, right? And you're a little short for my taste. And he's like, anything else? And I was like, no. He's like, will you kiss me now? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that was hot, right? And so honest to God, I dated him for the next two years. So- and it disappeared every, like, so when you can tell what you think matters, like it's, it actually makes it not matter. Yeah. And what you think is sexy or not sexy or true or not true. So when I teach people to frame something, I'm like, okay, I'm a jerk. I'm thinking this. I don't know if you, like I'm going to frame everything going on in my head so that I can confess what my mind is saying and you can straighten me out, right? Changed my life forever. Like it taught me the property that withholding information creates reality, which then creates a filter of how I see. And then I'm like, he's not attractive because I see two different color eyes. And then the minute I told him, it disappeared. 
So no one quite understands how cool it is that the truth ain't no truth. Like we don't even know the truth is a funny moving target that's so relative. It's awesome. Yeah. But I, nobody's playing with it. I love I love the idea that the future that we're living into impacts the present that we're living in. And the yeah. way you talked about like the, what we're withholding becomes real. Like <sighs> the weight of that. I just wrote about this with Mickey and coming clean about having watched porn mm. before our wedding, which mm. is an agreement that Mickey and I have come to that I do not want to engage in that activity for myself, but I just had gotten back into the habit like several months before we got married and I and I have the story of what is going to happen. And then it's like the idea that if I have something like that that I'm withholding, then what happens is now that like metastasizes as like a truth of like a real fear of I, I cannot be honest with her or like all this other stuff. So it's mm. like even though I'm not addressing the thing or saying it, it's like how I'm how I'm acting. I started to notice it coming from a place of like resenting her. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Of like resenting her because I can't be honest with her. Mm. And it's like, no, that's that's my thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was so coloring how I was showing up in the moment. Mm. You know, so another one that comes up for me that, mm. that I want to address is like, is who are we fully honest with? And I don't know if you remember this moment, but do you remember Burning Man? When I came to you after I had kind of like a, this moment of, I had just gotten engaged to Mickey. Mm. We had just raised a million dollars for tribute. And so on the surface, everything was flying. Like mm. everyone was like, great job, way to go, man. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. But also at the same time, we we had just blown our staff up to like eight people mm. and we didn't have the revenue that we needed to really like continue with this burn. Mm. And I was like freaking out. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't know if this is going to work out. And I came to you and I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out, you know? And then I came to you mm-hmm. and I was like, who am I supposed to share? This is like true to me, right? That I'm worried that this is not going to work out. Mm. And then I was like, who do I share it with? And you, you told me the story about the, I think like the Spanish conquistadors. Do you remember that one? Oh, yes. Blow up the ship. Blow up the ship. <laughs> but, but also you talked about something that was really helpful about like it's you have. Can you explain it? You talked about like you have like your core people yes. that know everything. Yes. And it's not everybody that you meet that yes. needs to know every aspect. So can you say more about that? Yeah. So I think one of the most beautiful things about being alive on this earth is finding your people. And those are your witnesses, and those are the people that will hold you accountable to your best life. And they better be equal. Like, they better, like, show you up, too, right? Like, it's like a pack, right? And so what I recommend is that there's the people who deeply know you that hold you accountable that you aspire to be like, and that you have those people be your people, Right. So you don't owe the truth to every last person that like, who the hell care? Like, what are you going to do? Like write a blog, I guess. Maybe tell them. (laughs) You can tell them here. You got some venues. But mostly what really matters is that there's your witnesses. And when you're scared or you're dealing with something, there's your posse. And may you call your posse and may they help you and may you set yourself free because you told the truth to them. And you don't lie to them. Right. So if you're messed up whatever form they're the first people you get to and they set you free every time right and if you don't have that the first thing to do is learn how to tell the truth to like learn about telling the truth because the other reason you can't have that is because you won't tell the truth about everything to somebody say more about that because i think that that's a case that a lot of people find themselves in where they don't feel like they have that community or the people that are meeting them on the level seeing them for who they are now and not who they were and 
high school or college yeah. or early grad years? Well, first, I also have to say there is a very smart reason the human being has this method, right? Like, why do I keep secrets? Why do I keep myself, my, my self, 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 deep self hidden, right? Because in that deep, 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 deep self where you keep hidden, you get to jerk off to porn and eat a cookie and have an extra drink and for me, a cigarette, right? Like, yes, I'm that gross. Okay, but like there's like the dark side that keeps fear and vices connected that you feel bad for yourself and can hide yourself, right? Like that's a, like there's, there's something really deep and sad about the human, right? That wants to hide and, and deserves and is entitled. And, you know, my, my language in the handle method is this is where your chicken and your brat hang and get entitled, right? And so if you actually had a posse where you weren't allowed to lie at all, right, then you couldn't have the extra cocktail either, right? So th there's really something about being alone with yourself and being sad about that and then hiding, which is it's directly connected to your vice mafia, <laughs> okay? Like there's a mafia in there, guys, right? And so you have to set it all free, including your lies, and many of our lies are our vices, yeah. right? And we're all a bit weird where we're weird. And, um, and I recommend you let that freak flag fly, but that, it's all connected. I, I feel like a word that I feel like a lot of people throw around in the realm of personal development is the idea of stuck, of like, I'm stuck. I just don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't have this. And I always find, like, I always come back to this, of like that there is so much that you're just not addressing, that you're lying about, right? Yes. And so if you're not talking about what's real, yes. then your life's not going to move forward because you're not actually addressing what's there. You're I will take the definition of stuck is a liar. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That'll fuck the stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and so you just, you just mentioned two things that I think have been such powerful kind of like uh, kind of tools for me. You talked about the chicken and the brat. Yes. Can you help people understand those voices in their head? So everyone, like, it, so if you, if, if you do the method, you'll figure out that I have awesome diagrams that show where your inner dialogue comes from. But there's one of the columns in the middle. This isn't like the deep where it comes from in your lineage and your family and all your background. That, that's also there. And the theories and beliefs you've concocted. But if you sum up all your theories, beliefs, family traits, everything that came from you, you can sadly, sorry, I ain't going this too, anything negative in your life, you can basically sum up to three inner dialogues running around in your head. What are they? The voice of the chicken. If you tell her she'll leave you, if you don't do this, she'll do that. If you do this, da, 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 they're going to fire you. You have to say this or like, oh, what will, what if, worry, all forms of fear, panic, you can't, don't, stay in line, okay? The voice of the chicken. Every single one of us has the way we chicken out chicken and believe our chicken, which is to keep us safe. It's another word for fear. The brat in our head. I'll do it tomorrow, leave me alone. Do you know who I am? I don't owe you that. Leave me, like any form of moodiness. I, you know, I'm exhausted, right? Like any form of that gets you off the hook or gets mad at people and is dramatic is pretty much a brat, right? Like tantrums. 
And then the final voice is how we weather report. And if you think about a weather reporter, they have no power. They're just reporting on the way it is. I've never been, I'm an introvert. I've always been this way. I've never been good at sales and closing deals, right? So it's generalizations that you believe about yourself, but the truth is you're perpetuating it. And you talk about it like it's a fact. Like, I'm five foot four, and I'm not a morning person. Same thing, no? No. And so I want to talk about the weatherman because that <laughs> that was the one that really transformed. Because I would remember it's like before I would be going to whether it's a client meeting or a talk or even like a, a party, it's the idea of having some sort of idea of like what was going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, oh, wait, I have this whole idea of what's going to happen, who's going to be there, what they're going to be like, as opposed to just being present and with yes. myself, right? Yes. And then the same thing. It's like now I'm living into this idea of what's going to happen that's just totally made up. And so yes. once you once you have this recognition of the voices, what happens once you recognize the voices? So once you become aware of them, you're like, yeah. oh, there's chicken, then what? So... You know, uh, Mickey writes about this really well in her book, right? Where she talks about what I, what we <laughs> talked about, where it was being the gatekeeper. Like you have to become the gatekeeper of the thoughts in your mind. Warrior gatekeeper of your mind. <laughs> Those are not my, like I, I must have my own language. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's that. So the concept really is that thoughts arise. And yes, they are arising from something and somewhere. And I really do teach a bunch about epigenetics and how you got to take over the narrative. But the, the magic of, take, of being a bouncer and managing your thoughts is um, your thoughts are the only thing that makes a thought true is if you consent to it. Like thoughts arise and you have to consent. Not only consent, but you get on a thought train, right? And and that can be sl- like so. When I have a person, what I have a person do is I have them trail their negative inner dialogue in certain areas, so you can hear how your thoughts arise. And then the minute you can hear the thought, you can stop thinking about it. No, really, who's in charge in there? wait a minute, it's you, right? Like, so there's this whole ability to create a higher self listening to a lower self. But if you don't hear it and you think whatever that voice in your head is saying is you, then you miss the opportunity of discerning what in God's name is that thing saying. So you just you just mentioned a really important concept, which is the idea of the higher self. Mm. Is because if we're talking about lying, right, mm. which is like hiding, which is the lower self. Mm. So what do we do? What is that to you? Like the higher self and how we start to act from that place and what that means and what that mm. does for our lives. Well, first of all, we're never getting out of it. When is it going to become easier? When you get really good at it, you have nothing to lie to. You lose all the people you would have lied to. <laughs> right? Like, huh? Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's it's riveting and it will last you your whole lifetime to get really uh, true to yourself, honest and and around people that love you for exactly who you are and who you aren't. Okay, so the game is clean up your life right now. Mm. Right. And and figure out what's going on in that inner dialogue of yours. 
because you have every right to consent and not consent. And that is the higher self taking over. And I don't need you never to do drugs. I don't need you never to sleep late or blow things off or live however you want to live. Like this is not a moral conversation. This is an honest, transparency kind of conversation, which is you want three women? Have them. Just make sure they all know and that there's no one you're lying to. So I am not about morality. I'm about truth-telling. And I think that's really, and obviously don't break the law. Okay, but besides that, it's really where freedom is. Okay, most people lie because they want something that they'd get in trouble if they were honest about. So they want to steal the thing anyway and get away with it, right? Like they want the porn and the wife, right? And that makes sense, but you will never get both right? You lose the wife as you hit the porn, unless the wife goes, I don't care if you do porn. And you're like, cool. Right? So you go, what's in your, what's the truth in your life, Lauren? I'm like, David's like, we have, we have porn rules. If we're not home, go porn. You're like, Lauren, do you use porn? Everyone breathe. Yes. Right? Like, are you kidding? Like, I won't lie for anyone. Right? And I, you can judge the shit out of me. And I respect the shit out of that because I don't care, which is liberating, which only comes from being that truthful. So most people never get anywhere near this. You're like, why are people so judgmental? I'm like, probably because they're such liars. Mm. It's all connected. So you just talked about not caring. And so what I'm curious about is the idea of Do you truly not care? I care about those witnesses I'm talking about. Like, go back to that community. Like, I care about what my husband thinks because I granted him utter permission to help me be true to myself. That's a great distinction. Right? So there is exactly who is... I call it my, my, my... So one of the things that I teach is that whether you like it or not, you have an audience in your head. And I swear to God, it's your round table. And some of those people really need firing, right? Like, I don't think you need that teacher at the round table. You don't even like them, right? And my brother was at my round table. Hi, Matt. Sorry, he'll never listen to this. The odds are very good. But I had to get rid of my brother, right? Like, because he was so, he, like, he was so cynical, Right. And so it was like, who's in my own head that or who's at my round table that who, however they're what they think of me when I share my truth, that matters to me. Right. And they're who I consult. And if they go, you're good, I'm good. Everybody else, not so much. I coached someone who was reading. What's that glass ceiling thing? The, 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 the Sheryl Sandberg book? No, 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 no. It's like the website you go to. Oh, Glassdoor. Glassdoor. And I was like, oh, really? You're reading page six? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? Like, right? You can't, like, there's only who you care about that love and respect you. And then everything else has to be gossip. So that's how I answer that. Wow. And so, you know, I, I'm reminded of there was a, a Warren Buffett quote that I saw recently. He said, at the end of your life, all that matters is who you love and did they love you back? Mm. And it's a tough one to remember. 
And so, you know, one of the reasons that I'm really excited to be here today is because Lauren and I are collaborating on this uh, this platform that she just launched called Inner You, mm. which is basically systemizing so many of these lessons that we've been talking about here today. But also, one of the things that that you did for me that really transformed my life initially was kind of like the life audit was mm. coming in and looking at these twelve areas of my life, and so. If we look at some of these, if we look at community, if we look at finances, if we look at love, community mm. contribution, what are the areas of life where people are most often lying, in your opinion? Love, sex. Okay, so then let's start there. And then, <laughs> love, sex. Because I want to hear, I want to hear like what are, I just saw your and, shoes, they um, look very nice by the way. Oh, thank you. And I would say their relationship to themselves, like what they really are saying inside to themselves like when they look in the mirror when they look in the like what they really are saying and they're devastated by but they don't tell anybody so they're fake about their relationship to themselves i would say those are the two areas we lyra okay so give me give me an example you've worked with enough people to have plenty of these so it's like when we talk about how do we lie to ourselves ah so we second guess everything, right? Was that really great sex? Was that real? Like, did he, does he really think I look pretty? Um, was that really a great fill in the blank, right? Mm -hmm. So in all forms of second guessing, we get to always feel less than and never enough. And it has a method of trying to get us to do better next time. So it's like a type of negative do better reinforcement enforcement yeah and so the the amount that that's happening in every human like we're all having the same plagues that one's one of the most popular inner dialogues is nothing's ever enough for anybody so the overachievers never make it and um the underachievers are browbeating themselves even harder and don't believe in a future so negative inner dialogue and self-loathing and ex- is I, impressive. And you you framed it as a question, but I feel like you were like, do they really like me? Like these are things where it's oftentimes not even a question. It's like a statement. It's like they don't really like me, right? It was just like a more yeah. like direct lie of like it's a yeah. story, right, that we accept. And then we won't ask. Yeah. And then the truth is because we're not honest. Remember, if you go back, like why do we think everybody else is lying? Why do we not trust what someone just said? Because it takes one to know one. Right, So you think everyone else has your issues, even if you're present to them or not. So if you're walking around going, everyone's jealous of you, you should go, are you jealous? Right, like take it back to the self. Anything you see out is really inside out, right? That's like, what? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll, I'll give you, and I'll give you a, <laughs> I feel like one that's so prevalent is finances. Oh, sure. Which which was, and I'll pull Lauren Zander, which is not care what you guys think of me, but four years we came up here and we started talking about my financial life. And I had so many excuses about why my financial life was in tatters because I was bad at math, because I was a non-profiteer and felt fulfilled by my work and why like it wasn't necessarily important where I could, I remember my own words, my words were, I just need to make enough to not think about it. And, and you were like, what bullshit? Hair, hairball. Like I had a hairball and I was like bleeding heart like what bleeding heart <laughs> And so, and so tell me, so how do you think about that in terms of 
like lying to myself of like, if you're going to our conversation and like for you, like how you got me to realize that I was totally out of alignment there and just avoiding this, this area of my life that, that needed some attention. So dreams, like having a real dream is not some better than before the best I could do given, right? It, it, it's not like referenced against any notion, right? It's really like, what's your dream for finances? And you're like, oh, I can't dream there because I'm saving the world, right? And I'm like, huh, I think I'm saving the world and I can dream there. Like, you're full of shit, right? Is that your dream, right? It, like, why can't you have a dream and why can't you discover it's it's not linear it's not logical right this like how we got planes up in the air how steve job got phones everywhere i don't think that was so logical right so dreamers real entrepreneurs um really you know my line is fuck the net like don't need a net like aren't like, well, let me explain why I think this way and base it on society and base it on everything. I'm not, like, there's real things, balance your checkbook, and mm, there's everything that has integrity, and I teach integrity, truly. But the place where you were most full of shit was, that's your dream? Like, that's not a dream. That's, that's like, better than, but not too bad, and sort of, kind of. Ew. Like, that's what you came to do in the area of, money on earth like how about the good guys get rich how about that dream can we go there so it it was just breaking you into your own limited concepts of how you always saw yourself and if we really went back and we went tell me about your mommy and your daddy and how genius they were with finances we'll find your real logic so I made you dig back into the real cavities well and and this is probably an interesting one so Lauren was the catalyst for one of the the most important things I've ever done in my life, which I oftentimes talk about at dinner. I'll ask people, what's something you've done that you're really proud of? And this is probably one of them is as we're going through this conversation about finances to give you a little window into how Lauren operates with many of her clients. Uh, she's like, how old do you know your parents? And I was like, yada, yada, yada. And she goes, you don't fucking know your parents. <laughs> <laughs> and she said that to me. and I just sat back in my chair and I was like, you're totally right and I was like I knew that I knew these people and I had a good relationship with them but who they were their dreams how much money they had in their bank accounts whether or not they had sex during our relationship whether or not they ever loved each other like what was their lives like growing up like I just didn't know these things about these people who I loved and wanted to honor so deeply and so Lauren had me write down she just said she didn't tell me what questions to ask. she just said think of every question you want to know about your parents and then just go and, and ask them. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and don't don't push back. Don't say, no, that didn't happen. Just go and listen, just to hear their story through their eyes. And what came out of that was so much awareness about who I was, mm. just by who they are, who mm. they thought themselves to be. Mm. And not to mention that we uncovered some like massive miscommunication <laughs> and story between them that was just Aww. like wild. So it was so huge, but it's... Uh, and I think that what, what I think about is, you know, when you talked about the higher self, one of the things that has been so impressive to me is just your ability in this framework to, again, is that when we're not lying, when we can acknowledge those lies that we tell ourselves, is also this ability to articulate a dream mm. and like a real dream, which mm. I've encountered again of like mm. working with, 
you know, my mom and mm-hmm. talking about something about like health and getting there and like understanding like how seeing how impossible it was for her to like articulate like a health dream because she had been so down in the reality she had created for herself what was possible i love your mommy so tell she, me your mommy his mom went to the burn so t- <laughs> but i want because I, I know I, I know i only have so much time with you left here and i yes. want so i want to talk about that is what is the importance of dreams in helping people to step into this kind of like this this existence of truth telling and integrity so the only reason you should do anything in your like the only reason for anything is to fulfill on what matters most to you and to dream, right? Like I think we're here to dream and to fulfill on our dreams and to, and even chasing a dream that you don't fulfill on is better than being bored out of your gourd and stagnant and like dialing it in. Right. Cause you have to. So I'm that person. Right. And so when you dream, it does this awful thing to you. <laughs> Which is, if you go, I want to run a marathon, it explains why you have to get out of bed and eat right, right? If you go, I want to fit into those jeans and look like that, right? And feel like that. All of a sudden, you have to do it, right? So if you go, why don't humans dream big? And I'm like, because then they'd have to do it, right? And you're like, ooh, you think we're lazy or trying to, we're fearful, you know, see the deadly sins, right? They, They pretty much nail it. Um, So we're always up against our own greatness and pushing through to what's possible for our greatness. So the dreams force you to be true to a self worth being, but then you're going to have to deal with all your fears. But then the next line I say is, and just in case you wondered where true happiness lives, it's on the other side of your fears. What does that mean? That means if you're not conquering a fear today, Whatever the hell it is, ask the girl out. Go over there. Like, I don't care. It isn't about the getting a yes. It's about the balls to take the action toward your dream. Yeah. Right? And we're all that simple. So you need a dream in order to scare the living shit out of yourself, in order to take the actions, in order to be inspired by being alive. Yeah. And so tell me how this parlays, because I know that you are about to take off and Mm. I want to honor our time. Mm. But so how has this parlayed? And so now you've worked with how many people through the Hendel Group? Dear God, so thousands and thousands and thousands Thousands and thousands thousands in universities. And And you guys just created this tech platform called Amen. And so tell me why and how does how is this like the evolution of the Hendel method for you? Well, first of all. I. I'm not trying to be like the number, I'm, I, I am like a number one coach to some of the most amazing, famous individuals in the world. Like, yay me. Okay, no. Okay, that's really, really great because I can affect real change in the world. But what really, what I will measure myself by is how many people I could reach that could then have this in their life. Like, oh my God, that is my dream come true, which is anyone anywhere from all over the world could like laugh and do the homework and meet other people that are so into this shit and and really have integrity, pursue dreams and connect and build a community. And so you should see this site and where it's going. And then you like you leading people through it. So it's your conversation and and the handle method is just the basics. Yeah, that's where we're at, right? Like, that's my dream come true from all over the world, 
right? So I want to be everyone's back end, right, on the basics so that people can really transform their lives with each other, for each other, and go for getting A's in being true to themselves. And, you know, maybe end lying on planet Earth. I think it will certainly lead to world peace. And, I, and one of the things I love about it is that whether you already engaged in personal development work or whether you've thought about it is that Lauren is, is of such deep integrity. I'll tell a quick story to end us there. Um, but that this is such a powerful way to do just what we've talked about, to evaluate all these areas of our life and dive in. What mm-hmm. are the lies and what is the real big, audacious, scary dream? Yeah. And I'm the beneficiary of it. But one thing that I'll say is that before I do every podcast, I tell people why I appreciate them. I didn't tell the story to Lauren, but the reason why I trust Lauren was not because of something she said or something she did. It was because of something that I witnessed her kids do. This is one of the first times that I went to Lauren's house. And then I saw her, her youngest daughter, Daisy, and her son, Parker, who were playing. And Parker like hit Daisy in the head with a hula hoop. <laughs> and then they just <laughs> come, they come over and Daisy starts crying to you. And then Parker comes over and you're like, what happened? And Daisy's like, he hit me. You're like, did he hit you? And he's like, yeah. And you just look at him and you're like, why are you being mean to your sister? And you just said it. And then he looks at Daisy and he was like, I'm sorry. And that was the end of the conflict. And it was just like, I saw Parker, like recognize what you said. And there was like nothing else other than what was said. And then the conflict was just gone and they went back to playing. Mm. And it was just like, again, of like when you're, what I witnessed was just, again, like a family just operating from a place of truth that just made everything so much lighter and easier. Mm. Right. And it's like when I I was like, I want that. Mm. And, and I'm grateful that, Mm. that you're in my life and I'm grateful that, you know, this wisdom is spreading to more and more people. Amen. So we're going to have all the information you need in the show notes. She's making uh, a pretty large discount available to listeners of the show as well. So check it out. But LZ, thank you for your time. Oh my God. You are the best. And everyone listening to this that understands what's possible for getting who Andrew is and what he's building in the world, right? I have been so excited for who he's going to be in the world, which is like we all know, right? Just getting started, baby. Oh, baby. Love it. (laughs) And we're out. All right.